Welcome to the Going Merry Podcast, the number one One Piece rewatch podcast on the internet. My name is Derek, and as always, I am joined by my two co-hosts, Amanda and Whitney. Whitney, how are you today? I'm feeling great, you big Ron. How are you? Damn it, Whitney. I was going to use that one. Son of a bitch. Snooze or lose. I know. I know. I should have just thrown it right there in my intro. intro. Amanda, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Well, I'm a little bit salty now that that Whitney stole my damn Ron. More Ron. Ron. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So this week we watched episodes... 111 to 115 of One Piece. Uh, you know what? Let's just open it up. Amanda, what do you think of these episodes? <laughs> um, I think I thought maybe that the plot would have moved forward a tiny bit more, but it's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, the Let's see. The one episode where it was mostly just Usopp and Chopper fighting with uh, Miss Merry Christmas... And her dude, I did not need that episode. <laughs> it was like 90% unnecessary, but that's all right. Um, yeah. So I'm looking forward to getting to the rest of it, but also glad that Luffy's not dead. Mm-hmm. It appears anyway. <laughs> yep. Yep. Agreed. Whitney, what about you? Yeah, I like how they threw that in in the recap at the beginning, like a nearly lethal injury for mm-hmm. Luffy. And I was like, oh, okay, well. I didn't even notice it. I didn't even pay attention to the recap. I was, I don't yeah, even know what the hell I was doing. It because they do it every single episode. And I'm like, yeah, I know. I know. But um, <laughs> yeah, I agree with Amanda. I like the plot and I like seeing the different team ups to fight people, but a little quicker would be good, which I know this is anime. This is how it goes. Um, But I'm, I'm really wanting to see, like, I thought by now we would see the culmination of it, which they have started fighting the rebellion versus the royal army but it didn't really focus on that very much it Mm -hmm. was mostly our crew fighting uh the different baroque works which is good but like i don't know i guess i was expecting it to be more climactic in this set in this set of episodes yeah gotcha that makes sense um i enjoyed these episodes i mean they had they had little bits that I thought were really funny and and were very entertaining. I of course agree with Amanda and Whitney though that the fights are a little drawn out at times. Though I will admit in this particular fight with uh uh Miss Merry Christmas and Mr. Four and Usopp and Luffy, not Luffy, Chopper, um there were several moments that were like entertaining me enough to where I was still enjoying it as I was going, but like I, I actually have it in my notes, like at at a point where I'm like, you know, they could have drugged this particular part out a little bit more, but at the same time, I'm like, yeah, I'm ready to be done with it. (laughs) Um, you know, ready to move on from it. Uh, okay. So let's go ahead and jump into episode 111 in Yuba. Toto has finally found water, but as he celebrates, the raging sta- the raging sandstorm sent by Crocodile hits. Even though Luffy has been completely impaled by Crocodile, he is somehow still alive. 
Crocodile hurls him into a quicksand pit that he had created and walks away as Luffy sinks to the bottom. Back in Rain Bay, Smoker decides to leave Alabasta and puts Tashigi in charge and tells her that regardless of her decisions on how to proceed, he will back her up and accept all responsibility. She just needs to trust her own sense of justice. The rest of the Straw Hat crew rides across the desert on the back of a giant crab. As they approach the water, they have to figure out how to get, or they have to figure out a way to get across since the crab can't cross the river. They safely make it across thanks to the Kung Fu Dugongs making a return. Thanks to the Supersonic Duck Squad led by Karu, they are able to continue the rest of their trip to Alabarna at a fast pace. Back at Rainbase, Luffy appears from the quicksand, just as it seems that he will be sunk again. Miss All Sunday pulls him from the sand and gives him his straw hat back. She asks him some questions, but he is too injured to answer. Before she can continue their conversation, Pell arrives. She tells him to take care of Luffy, and she is going to for- and she is going forward to Alabarna. As the rebel army approaches, Chaka pre- uh, prepares the city of Alabarna and the Royal Army for the coming battle. Whitney, let's start with you. What do you think of this episode? Um, I thought it was really good. Um, I like some of the callbacks here. Um, like the Kung Fu Dugongs showed back up. So that little that little bit from several episodes ago was very important. Luffy kind of being their leader or whatever <laughs> they call him, master maybe. Um, <clears throat> I like this continuing thing of seeing all these weird creatures that live in this area, like this giant catfish. Cause when it first popped up, I was like, what is that? And then I saw its little whiskers. Um, and I was like, well, it's just one thing after another, right. With these animals. But luckily mm-hmm. that was kind of nipped in the bud pretty quickly. Um, I don't remember ever seeing Luffy in pain like this before. Like he's pretty, He's pretty injured and he's kind of crying and screaming in pain. And maybe I've forgotten, but I don't remember him doing that before. He never has. He's never gotten hurt like this before. I mean, is so far the, uh, I mean, he really hasn't been beaten by anyone. So, I mean, he's been injured before, but never, never to to this extent, like couldn't get back up. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be interesting to see how he functions when when he's back in the story because really he doesn't show up in this section much Mm -hmm. that we watch so um (laughs) i feel really sorry for chopper he's such a sweet little naive guy he believes everything usopp says and it makes me so angry (laughs) that usopp takes advantage of that like telling him all these great feats he's done and chopper's like whoa that's so cool like he's the reason crabs walk sideways or something yeah uh which is really stupid and then he Uh, said the same thing about lobsters which lobsters don't even fucking walk sideways (laughs) well and he was like also crabs and lobsters are the same thing yeah pretty much no (laughs) um i like that we saw a little bit of sanji and zoro sparring back and forth we hear the moss head which was funny it made me think of the live action um (laughs) This this crab that they're on, I can't remember what they call it, but he, uh, they say he likes dancing girls, and so Nami disrobes, and he's got the heart eyes, and so does Sanji, of course, and the camel, and 
I can't remember who said it. It may have been Zorro, but he says, great. Now we've got two animals in heat. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yep. that was Zorro. I was surprised okay. he just said two instead of three. I figured he would include Sanji. Yeah. <laughs> um, I thought, it. oh, I was so excited to see the supersonic duck squadron show up. <laughs> yeah. Like what? That was the coolest part of the episode. It made me so excited. And I like looking at how they all look a little bit different. Uh, they've got like different hats and a few of them are different sizes. They're just so cool. Um, really, really still thinking Miss All Sunday is a double agent here because she rescues Luffy. Mm -hmm. And she asks him a question. Why do you fight those with the name of D? And of course, Luffy's like, huh? And she goes like, you obviously don't know what I'm talking about. But then it was, that was it. That's all we heard of it. Mm -hmm. She just fucks off somewhere else. And um, <laughs> I just, uh, I need, I need more of that. That's what I want more of. Like, I like the fighting, but I want more lore, you know? Mm -hmm. I want a little bit more of that because I got really excited when she said that. And then I was like quickly let down. Um, I don't really understand Mr. Four. I did a little bit more later on in these mm -hmm. episodes, but at first I was like, what's wrong with this guy? Like, why is he so high up? Cause he just laughs and says, four over and over. yeah, like he's like a bad version of Hodor. From <laughs> yes. Oh my God. Like, obviously we all know Hodor is a sweet baby angel, but this guy just for, and he talks so slow and just groans all the time. And of course, Miss Merry Christmas is a verbally abusive maniac. Uh, I still like her though. <laughs> I still love her. Um, other than that, that's about it from this one. I just, I love the ducks and I like the intro of a little lore and I just, I want more of that. Hopefully soon. Uh, yeah. I, so I heard something. I don't know if it's, I don't know how true it is, but apparently Oda modeled Mr. Four off of Babe Ruth. Hmm. That would explain the baseball stuff. Yeah. yeah. Like, so random. Why is this happening? <laughs> and I think that if I remember correctly, well, not like I, I think I remember hearing that or reading somewhere that Babe Ruth, Babe Ruth was always the cleanup hitter, which would make sense. Usually the power bats are, are cleanup, but that would also put him in the number four batter spot. I which... don't know what any of that means. I don't either. So, <laughs> <laughs> so if you're batting cleanup, it, that means you're batting fourth. And the reason is that if your first three batters can get all, can all get on base, then you've got the bases loaded for your power hitter to come up. And so that way you, it's easier to get a grand slam that way. Or like you're kind is of game like planning this, for a grand slam. Is that almost like the DH or is that different? Uh, DH is a position. So they yeah. can put that anywhere in the lineup. Um, just depending on on who the batter is. But so yeah, sometimes the, the uh, DH might be might be the batter or the, the cleanup hitter. Is that Whitney, you're still looking at me confused. <laughs> so it's called cleanup because you're cleaning up the bases. Uh-huh. So if the bases are loaded, you're emptying them with a grand slam. You're uh -huh. cleaning them up. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. 
Yeah, I'm Makes sorry. Sense. I just no, no, you're good. I, I find baseball extremely boring. <laughs> That's okay. It's a long game. It's, I'm I'm not meaning to offend anyone by that. I just I don't understand it very I, well. I like baseball, but also at the same time, like I, it only can keep me entertained for so long. Like I love going to games. I'm, I like going to a game. Otherwise, yeah. I will never watch it on TV though. I, I went to a Yankees game once, and I sat inside and ate hot dogs most of the time. <laughs> I mean, I do enjoy like so much beer. The ballpark food, yes, yeah. it's yeah. And that's our a baseball huge part team here, where I am, their mascots are little pirates. Cute! Oh my god. <laughs> I guess They're that like makes animals it. that are pirates, like a parrot and whatever <laughs> yeah. else. Um, I don't exactly know why though. That's what we like need. Landlocked. That's what <laughs> we need in One Piece world. We need some parrots. I don't see any parrots. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Weird. Um. Yeah, I think. Because baseball has like 163 games a year or something like that. It's a lot. I used to work and in the baseball that, stadium and it sucked. <laughs> oh, so much. And I'm like, oh. and it, it's like every game is three hours long. I oh. can't, I can't they do have it. 10 game homestands. So you're just 10 work days in a row. Yeah. I'm like, oh, no. I just, I can't, uh, I can't watch that many games in a year. Like, Football. I'm a big football guy. I love my football. How many? There's still have? three hour games, and there's 18 games a season plus playoffs. That's it. Yeah, that's it. Hockey. There's like 80. I know hockey. <laughs> there's a ton too. Football. Damn. There's hardly any, and that's why it's really easy for me to be a football fan and devote myself to football. Yeah. I only have to reserve 18 games a year. So what? <laughs> or 18 days a year. Few. Yeah, it's hardly it's hardly any. Um, so it's really easy to be a football fan compared to some of the more common sports like basketball or, or yeah, baseball basketballs or are that's a lot too. I don't love that. It's a lot, <laughs> yeah. I love football and I really want to get into watching rugby mm-hmm. because yeah, okay. I've seen a lot of rugby on TikTok and let me tell you about those rugby players. Them <laughs> shorts. Oh my god. There's a there's a few former rugby players in the in the NFL right now. Like I know Jordan Maialata, who plays on the Eagles, played rugby. I've seen some of these like Australian, New Zealand teams, some of these guys on there. They do like the haka and stuff. Oh my god. Mm. Oh my god. <laughs> that just reminds me of that episode of Friends where Ross plays rugby. Never seen you've never seen Friends or you've never no. seen the episode where Ross plays rugby? either <laughs> Whitney you would love it you would love all of the sarcasm that show has not I, aged well I at all I will say I've watched like two episodes <laughs> and I did not like it it's so fucking funny my it's whole like, friend circle when I was in like third grade or whenever the hell that show was on I was obsessed with it and I was really? forced to watch it and I didn't like it then and I have not attempted to watch it since <laughs> yeah well, See, here's another one I don't like Seinfeld either I'm I'm not a Seinfeld like, I'm no, not a Seinfeld like, person. It's always the same. Um, yeah, like I used to like I remember I watched a few episodes of Friends when I when I was little, but like, and I didn't watch it again until like a couple years ago. And when I rewatched it, I was like, this show is fucking funny. Like, it made me realize that I was not old enough to understand all of the sarcasm and humor. They're like not good people though. <laughs> I mean yeah. It's kind of <laughs> terrible. They're like awful. <laughs> Here's the thing though about the difference. This is such a tangent, but like I was just talking to uh Smash John today about 
It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. And that's a show where everyone on the show are awful people. Like yeah. they're just not good people, but, but they know that they're willing to identify as, yeah, we're, we're shitty people. And like, this is just kind of how it is. And, um, I feel like friends is not that like, they yeah. don't, they think they're fine. Yeah. I think probably. Yeah. yeah. I would say, I would say you're probably right there. I mean, like, like, they're mostly not mean to outside people but that's because they don't really talk to outside people they're just mean to each other and treat each other like shit and honestly that's the way i am with my friends that's love language yeah yeah exactly um okay amanda (laughs) what do you think episode 111 (laughs) um pretty much the same i loved the supersonic duck squad or whatever they were called was that Yeah. yeah yeah Um, I'm always happy to see more Karu and friends. <laughs> Luffy looked really, really bad. I was yeah. concerned. I mean, I knew he was likely going to be fine, but he looked really rough. Um, and like when he said he was, you know, screaming in pain and stuff, and we haven't really seen him do that before, so that was obviously concerning. And I know they didn't really like need to show this, and the fact that it's anime kind of, um eliminates the like too much thinking about it but when he crocodile kind of kicks him into the hole like the hook unhooks from him and mm-hmm. i think it falls out um but i mean that i was like how's he gonna get that hook out of him because you can't just like it's not like a sword where you can just mm-hmm. pull it straight out it's just, like you know hooked in there and it seems like it's gonna be real awful to get it out and it i still want to know how the fuck he got it out. in there like <laughs> Yeah, ugh. <laughs> that must have been so uncomfortable. I don't know. But at least it's out, I guess. Hopefully he doesn't bleed out in that sand pit. Um, but yeah, I was also kind of wondering what... Uh, I need to call her by her. What's her face? Miss All Sunday. Um, what she was Nico Robin. for. That... Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like trying where to remember you. She was going to go with that conversation with Luffy about you all with the name D... Yeah. D's nuts. <laughs> um, yeah, then she just kind of like dipped out after that, which she has that's like on trend for her though, because she seems like she just gives a little bit and then she pulls back and, and then gone. is out of there. I'm guessing. Yeah, mm-hmm. like when she rescued them before the whole group of them, she kind of mm-hmm. like did her little thing and then left. So we'll see how much longer that goes on. Um, and I had one funny kind of line here about that. The crab after the whole dancing girls thing, which was completely ridiculous, but the <sighs> the the like the audio portion of it, Chopper says, We're moving now, but then the caption says pervy power. It's <laughs> 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 like, oh okay, quite the change there. Damn it, why um, didn't amazing. Chopper actually say pervy, pervy power? power? I would have fucking loved that. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Oh, that would have um, been perfect. I, I thought um, Pell was dead. Evidently, he was not. Oh, yeah. after yeah. Uh, Miss All Sunday fucking snapped his yeah. spine. <laughs> right. I was like, oh, okay. I thought, thought he was dead. Also, uh, what's what's the ma ma ma? That oh, Igarov. Yeah. Did he, he show up again, or was that a flashback? Uh, I think he showed up in a flashback. I don't. Okay. I was yeah. like, why is he? Because I'm like, he's for sure dead. I thought. 
but there was just uh, a real quick image of him. I don't know. Didn't he show up at some he, point? I think he oh, showed up yeah. in the last episodes. I think he showed up somewhere. I thought that was I a don't, flashback too. I don't remember where. I don't know. We'll know when know. he shows we'll up see. randomly and saves the I know. day. Everybody I thought was dead isn't. So hopefully I'm jumping ahead, but please God, Karu, don't be dead. <laughs> I'm telling you, so my sad. Mind. I'm telling you, nobody dies in One Piece. Okay, <laughs> just remember like, that rule. Like, I it's... know I was thinking about that, but I was so sad. Like, I'll I'll get to that later. Um, that made me more sad than um, Chopper's whole story. I know. Like, I was very upset. Yeah. Uh, beyond that, not too much else. It was just funny that, of course, once Luffy kind of gets out of his situation, he's looking for meat again. <laughs> so i'm surprised that neither one of you brought up the fact that zoro was doing curls with a camel oh yeah <laughs> like I, w- I was just waiting for one of you to bring it up and by the way how the f- like i understand that the camel was supposedly sitting on the sword and he was just curling his sword how the fuck did he get that camel to balance on his sword and he was like sitting too. Like I, I don't understand how the hell that was possible. But whatever. Um, Magic. Yep, that's exactly what it is. I'm sure he kind of wished that he had like another camel so he could get both arms evenly. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah, you gotta switch it up. Can't just do one. Yeah. Exactly. Uh. I thought it was funny when Usopp was like talking to himself that he needs to be, since Luffy's gone, he needs to be the one to crew to keep the crew together. But as he's sitting there thinking about it, Vivi steals the moments and was like, Hey, we need to do this. We've got this, you know, Luffy's not here now. So we need to stand together and keep going. And it was like, you know, it was just, it was really funny to me that she completely stole that fucking moment from him. And I'm like, yeah, Vivi's the important one to have around for sure. Didn't he call himself the vice captain at one point? And he, I was like, really no. Yeah, he said that in his thoughts or something like that. Yeah, he was he was like, I'm the vice captain. I need to do this. And that's when Vivi stole his fucking uh thunder. Idiot. <laughs> so Smoker leaves Tashigi in charge. And I feel like because his life was saved by Luffy. And he knows about uh, about Croc and everything that he's done. I, I feel like the reason Smoker is essentially recusing himself here is because he doesn't feel like, you know, because Smoker is like your Captain America of the One Piece world. He is very righteous. Um, You know, he follows the law and that's the end of it. And so with everything that he has learned and everything he's been through since he got to Alabasta, I feel like he doesn't feel that he would be able to provide a fair sense of justice to everything that's about to happen. And so instead of doing that, he bows out and it's just like, you know what? I'm going to trust that Tashigi has a good sense of justice and that she will know what to do with everything going on in this coming battle. Um, so I like that he trusts Tashigi that much, and I think it kind of also helps read into Smoker's character a little bit more. And I had this quote from him, which 
like it, it was resonating with me because it was like, yeah, I guess this is the case either way. He said, whether whether it falls or whether it survives, the dawn of a brand new and historic age is on the horizon. If Crocodile wins and he does find this weapon that he's looking for, shit's going to get fucked up. Like the, the world is going to be changed forever. On the other hand, if Luffy wins, then you've got this new up-and-coming pirate that is rising in the world of pirates very, very quickly and already making a name for himself. So I think between the two of them, Smoker's right. Like, no matter what the outcome is here, it's just going to be different following following the Alabasta arc, for sure. Uh, then I had a I had a note, and the note just says "pervert crab." Uh, it it just like whenever they took, or I I guess it was Nami. I couldn't figure out if it was Chopper that like took Nami's robe off, or if Nami just took it off. Um, because it almost like there for a second, it almost looked like Chopper did, but I think it was just Nami. It happened so quickly. It did, yeah. It was like it was just like boom off. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it it popped into my head like whenever they were in the desert, and Eyelash said that only only uh, girls could ride him, and they and everybody was calling him a pervert camel. Yeah, and that popped into my head again. I was like pervert crab. <laughs> um. <laughs> Uh, and then even though Pell is the one that is kind of caring for Luffy going forward, I'm not so certain that Luffy still doesn't have Miss All Sunday to thank for that as well. Because, like, based on the way Pell was acting, I feel like he was going to leave Luffy behind and just go straight after her. Like, he was not paying Luffy any attention at all. Um... And the only reason he stopped and decided to to give Luffy any sort of attention was the fact that Miss All Sunday was like, yeah, you better take care of him and you better thank him because he's the one that's been keeping your princess safe. Um, and that's when Pell like finally acknowledged Luffy's presence. Um and I felt like there was one line that Pell had that I was like that is stupid <laughs> he said he said hey kid are you all right and like instantly it just popped in my head no i'm not fucking all right i've got a hole the size of a fucking ball bat through my torso <laughs> yeah like use your eyes like <laughs> come on man <laughs> like it, it just that felt like the dumbest question possible is that like where he kind of chastises him because luffy wants meat and he's like you don't need meat it was something? it was right before that yeah like, uh, what want what he wants he's dying yeah because i i think i think he actually i think that's luffy's response i think when pell says hey kid are you all right i think luffy says i i want meat um or something like that um I and mean, that was a pretty quick interaction um anything else on this one before we move on to episode 112 ready cool <clears throat> the broke works officers stand outside alabarna in preparation 
for the arrival of the Rebel Army and the arrival of Princess Vivi and the remaining Straw Hats. As they get impatient, the supersonic duck squad carries the crew over the horizon. However, everyone is wearing hoods and matching outfits, so nobody can tell which one Vivi is to kill her. As they arrive, they split up in groups of two and force Baroque Works to, sp to split up as well. After Baroque Works is dispersed, it is revealed that none of the cloaked people were Princess Vivi. With them now out of the way, Vivi is free to approach the Rebel ar Army with no interruptions. The stages are set. Chopper and Sanji versus Miss Merry Christmas and Mr. Four. Zoro and Nami versus Mr. One and Miss Doublefinger. And Eyelash and Usopp versus Mr. Two. Vivi waits alone as the Rebel Army approaches. Just as Koza sees someone, a cannon goes off and the Royal Army clouds the uh, vision of the Rebels. Amidst the chaos, Vivi gets knocked to the ground. To prevent her from getting trampled, Karu jumps on top of her. The rebels and royal army finally clash and first blood is spilled. As Vivi weeps over her failure to stop the battle, Usopp approaches to pick her up, but she quickly figures out that it's Mr. Two. Sanji finds Usopp and Eyelash beat to shit in the city and realizes how much danger Vivi is in. Amanda, let's start with you. Feel about this episode <laughs> i liked their plan about um all disguising themselves so they nobody could tell who you know who the real vivi was it reminded me of the seven potters from harry potter where they all take polyjuice and disguise themselves as him but then it was the same situation where they figured out which harry was which because of hedwig and i was thinking if anybody knew what karu looked like then they would have picked out that that was easy vivi yeah um but yeah, I got real concerned about Karu <laughs> after that trampling. Oh my god. Mm. Um, and then of course, like everything that could go wrong is going wrong. So they set off the cannon, which was the Baroque's person, did that on purpose. Yeah. Um, and then that just, you know, all hell broke loose after that. So their plan is working, unfortunately. Um <laughs> did have another funny thing that Mr. Two said. I forget who he was talking to, but I think it was earlier on. He went, what are we supposed to do? And it was like the French number two. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, that was the best. And then what's that other girl's name? Miss Doublefinger. And she's like, it doesn't matter what we did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I had that wrote down too. I was like, it, so you wouldn't have to do anything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I loved her sarcasm. I was like, she is my <laughs> spirit animal. <laughs> I love Mr. Two. <laughs> uh, Amanda, anything else? Um, No, I'm, I guess I'm glad that they brought the... They're still kind of using that identification plan. Mm -hmm. So I'm glad Vivi picked up on that fairly quickly so that she didn't get herself into trouble. It's kind of... I, I think here... um was where was it this episode or the next episode where it shows the flashback of Zoro and the mark mm, I don't remember I know they did when, that at some point is it when she's like questioning Usopp saving her yeah it's like right at the end of this episode or right at the beginning of the next one because it's it's not necessarily the bandages being wrapped around their arms that's supposed to be the 
the key. It's what's on, it's the mark that they made on their arms under the bandages. Right, right. Yeah. And that's what that's why because mm. he called Karu that bird yeah. by his name, which was nice. Yeah. yeah. Um, and if you think back, because in a, a couple weeks ago when one of the episodes we were reviewing when Karu got to the capital, Chaka was like, Hey, let me take that wrap off and and you know, treat your wounds. And mm-hmm. Kyra wouldn't let him touch it because he knew that that X was under there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was pretty cool too. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> I think that was it. Okay. Whitney, how about you? Um, Again, with the little ducks, I was just looking at all the different ones. One of them was wearing a little Trojan helmet and one had like Viking horns. I don't know. Just so cute. Um, I also had written down, what are we supposed to do? um crack me up i i wrote how did mr four get in his position i still was just in like disbelief because we hadn't really seen him in action quite yet um but i thought it was a really cool plan that the straw hats had where they all dressed the same it reminded me of like i am spartacus Mm -hmm. uh, that part of that movie um and zorro pretending to be vivi he's like starts out with his voice he goes i mean of course i'm princess <laughs> that was funny yeah um other than that the only other notes i had were karu i was devastated um absolutely devastated when i thought he was not gonna make it mm-hmm. still not so sure but just he's pitiful and he's like just he's he's the guy right like he's mm-hmm. I don't know. He's saved Falling her life. it now. MVPs to Karu. <laughs> I don't. I don't mean to jump the gun here, but I was going to say later on, like nobody better argue with me here today. I know because he I saved her on, so many times. I'm on Karu's side, <laughs> and he <sighs> has put more effort into this fight than literally anyone else. So yeah, for sure. I am. I am not going to hear any arguments. Thank you. I'm done. <laughs> I was I was really going to vote for Lasso the Gun Dog. <laughs> I do feel sorry for Lasso the Gun Dog. I feel sorry for him because he's just following what his owner wants him. Him and his fucking but... snotty nose the whole <laughs> just dripping. What is with the drippy noses? There's so many. I wrote that down. <laughs> Mr. Two had the snot nose. Like, listen, yeah. I'm sick right now, but I'm not going to let the snot drip out of my nose. I know. It's people. so uncomfortable. Like, Ew, Yeah, off. like, ugh. <laughs> I, I can't even imagine. I hate it. It's like when you, you're around little kids who have like perpetually snotty noses like all the yeah. time. And it's like, please wipe your face. How do you stand that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Derek, okay. Derek's what? like, quit talking about me. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Did you not see the four like different <laughs> lines of snot coming out of my face right now? Is that... <laughs> Is that what you were commenting on? <laughs> yeah. Um. So, obviously, Mr. Two's power is pretty tricky, but he's kind of a shitty actor. <laughs> he, he has a lot of confidence in himself. And some of that is misguided, I think. Yes. Um. And, like... um. Like, a lot of the people you see going undercover and stuff, and especially with his power, 
it would make sense that you do a little bit of background research and like try to figure out, hey, sure, maybe I can mimic this person's voice, but how do they really act? Like he would have figured out pretty quickly that Usopp would never refer to Karu as that bird. Um, or like even earlier when he was mimicking the king. Now, of course, he was trying to trick people into thinking that he was doing things the king or like that the king was doing something different. So of course he's not going to act like the king because that's the point is to not act like the king, but still like slipping up and calling himself a queen <laughs> there. And then, and then this, I was like, you know, he probably could use a little bit of work on that. Um, I think it's a little bit of impatience on his part too, because he's like, let's go, let's go. And then he just mm-hmm. ends up saying whatever he wants. And yeah. messes all up. I think you're, I, I think that's probably a part of it too. I think you're right. Um, so we've kind of got our matchups here now. Now, obviously, we find out that one of them kind of got swapped up here. Uh, so we've got Chopper and soon to be Usopp versus Miss Merry Christmas and Mr. Four. And obviously, we see that fight in these episodes. Then we've got Zoro and Nami versus Miss Doublefinger and Mr. One. And Sanji versus Mr. Two, because Eyelash is not helping fight. <laughs> so now that we've kind of got our matchups here, how how are we how are we feeling? Any anything like you're excited to see or curious uh, about? I, I was kind of it, I, my mind jumped ahead to whenever we see this in the live action, and I was like, who are they gonna cast for? mr two because like that's just like a kickoff basically those two which is entertaining and i don't know who obviously i don't know who they're gonna choose but i hope it's somebody good i'm sure agreed i i like that matchup the best i think yeah um because they're both very confident people like they brag about themselves a lot and their moves are very similar like you can see that a lot when they're fighting and their legs are kind of at like a stalemate. They hit each other in the air and then like nobody's a clear winner mm-hmm. yet. So I thought that was really interesting. I didn't really think much about the Chopper and Mr. Four Miss Merry Christmas fight until later on when we see what she can do. I was like, well, this makes a little more sense with their power sets mm-hmm. being similar or like the fruits being similar that they've eaten. So mm-hmm. that was pretty cool. I don't remember much about Zorro and Mr. One. Yeah, same. I feel like yeah. I didn't see much of them, so I barely yeah. remembered that they kind of were paired off. Yeah, but I kind we of didn't expected see much Zorro of to go to Mr. One because he's like the most powerful one. Yeah. So Yeah, that's the obvious one. Yeah. Um okay. And so I you both talked about the cruise plan and you know putting the uh, the cloaks on and splitting up and I agree I think that it was a good plan and I think that it was very well executed outside of pairing up eyelash and Usopp yeah, uh, the two most that, useless people like what? <laughs> I know that's what I was thinking too I was like what they should have done is put Zoro and eyelash because let's face it Zoro can take two people he can cover for for eyelash doing nothing 
which eyelash isn't expected to do anything. He's a fucking camel. <laughs> yeah. Um. So nothing against eyelash, and then put Sanji and Usopp because again, Usopp does next to nothing. It makes sense to put him with Sanji, who can cover for him. And then Nami and Chopper, who are both, you know, kind of your middle ground people. Like, I was like, you know, if they team it up and pair it up like that, you don't really have any weaknesses anywhere. Like, that's uh, be a better, pretty good setup. Um, so, yeah, I just felt like the way they put this out there, I was like, yeah, I think they're expecting a little bit too much of Usopp and Eyelash. Uh, yeah. I, I liked how Usopp phrased it to Sanji though, because he's just like he's like, we lasted about two seconds, one for each. <laughs> totally believable, too. I know, I know it was. And it makes sense. Like he was going up against Mr. Two. He's only like the third, fourth, fifth. I'm like counting how many people are in front of me. I guess five, because it'd be Brock, Miss All Sunday, Mr. One, Miss Doublefinger, and then Mr. Two. So that's her name i couldn't remember it yeah i said blue-haired lady but there's like five blue-haired lady (laughs) she's like the sexiest one (laughs) you know yeah she's got that like bondage outfit on (laughs) i do i do like her like curly slightly poofy hair like it yeah she's got some nice hair yeah she's super hot yeah who are they gonna cast for that I don't know. Somebody super Zoe hot. Kravitz. <laughs> Catwoman. Hold up. Hold up. Oh my god. We need Tessa Thompson in one piece. I know. I love Tessa Thompson so much. Oh my god. I love her so much. Like, I just I would... watched that movie like super super off topic. The one that John and Keith were talking about. Yeah yeah yeah. I can't remember what it's called. But Sorry to bother you. So weird. But I was like okay she's in this. She has like oh. a bunch of fun earrings that are, are like one of them is shaped like dicks and she makes them all because she's like a crafty artist or whatever. <laughs> I love her. Maybe we'll find somebody she yeah. could be soon. I mean she, I, she, I could see her being like Miss All Sunday. That would be a good casting I think. Mm. Interesting. I do like that. Let's do it. Come on Tessa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think that would be a good casting <laughs> um okay i guess that was all my notes for for this particular episode we're gonna move on to 113 yeah okay sanji runs off to find vivi knowing that mr two is now headed that way on the other side of the city chopper faces off against miss merry christmas and mr four Back with Vivi, just as Mr. Two is about to lay her out, Karu jumps up and hauls ass towards the city to help her escape. As they enter uh, the city, Karu is hit with a stray bullet, but he continues to drudge on anyway. After getting through the bulk of the battlefield, Karu collapses. As Mr. Two approaches, Sanji appears, thanks the ducks, and tells Vivi to keep going. As Nami cheers Zoro on from the sidelines, Mr. One and Miss Doublefinger walk right past him and straight for Nami. Mr. One tells Zoro that one of the rules of assassinations is to pick off the weakest ones first. Usopp arrives to help out Chopper with Miss Merry Christmas and Mr. Four. Chopper fills Usopp in on the situation and also included that Mr. Four's dog is the pitcher. Lasso the gun dog! As He's, er, he sneezes a baseball at Chopper and Usopp. While they are able to dodge, Mr. Four appears behind them and hits the ball toward them anyway. 
Miss Merry Christmas explains how Mr. Four's pet gun came to be. Then they continue their attack on the two straw hats as the episode closes. So, as uh, this episode, like it, it had its moments. It was this was one of the slower ones for me. I think, like you know, we're kind of jumping around at this point to like start each of the fights, but yet at the same time, nothing really happens in any of them at the at the same. I think the only highlights of this episode are Karu and and uh lassie the gun dog um you know this is definitely the animal episode and i noticed something that i was like wait what the shit just happened here so when zoro was standing off against mr one and miss double finger and he and nami's like back behind them like cheering them on like yeah you got the zoro let's go and she's got the two ducks that they were just riding on right next to her and then when the two baroque ate Brokeworks agents walk past Zoro. All of a sudden, the ducks are gone, and Nami's just there standing by herself. That would have been such an easier getaway for Nami if one of those ducks was still there. And I'm just, I was like, what exactly happened to those? I, I mean, I guess they could have just split that fast, but I don't know. It's like, I, that was definitely a question that popped into my head. I guess maybe they knew Karu was in danger. Maybe they can sense it. Maybe. Maybe so. They're, they say they're this the fastest, I don't know how they said it, but somebody says they're like the fastest birds or the fastest ducks in the land or whatever. Mm-hmm. They're supersonic. Which is interesting because it felt like all of the Baroque Works agents kept up with them pretty easily running on foot. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, fastest duck doesn't necessarily mean fastest animal. I think it was fastest animal, though. I think it's what she said. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Now I need a uh, now I need a race between the supersonic duck squad and the like uh, the lizard runners that uh, were in the earlier like a the couple. Ones we just see like five seconds of every other episode. Yeah, they just like go to the like the little Jesus lizards. Have you ever seen those? They can uh, yeah. They can they walk on, on water. water. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. And they exactly. run real awkward like that with their front legs up. It's so funny. Yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. Um so one of my something I still think is funny is is it a dog that ate the gun gun fruit? No, it's a gun that ate the dog dog fruit. <laughs> yeah. And I want to know how the fuck that happens. Like, throughout One Piece, we see it a few times. We see a few different, like, uh, non-living things, like a gun that eats a fruit. And I don't know how it happens. Like, maybe does, like, someone just shove a fruit or a gun at a fruit so that way the fruit, like, goes inside the barrel? Or something like that, and then maybe they pull the trigger, and they're like, "Oh, it's eating it." Like, I, I don't know. I want to know how it happens, and honestly, that's something that Oda still has not explained. <laughs> it's kind of a funny, like, interaction there when Miss Merry Christmas is explaining it because she explains it, but doesn't really give a good explanation. She kind of does it in this like really impatient, like, "I really don't want to explain this to you right now. I'm just going to tell you what you have to know." kind of Mm -hmm. thing like yes it's happened and it's top secret so leave me alone basically (laughs) 
Like we can do it. End of story. It's done. And that's it. That's what we have to work with. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's, <laughs> that's pretty much it. <laughs> yeah. Um, Whitney, what do you think of this episode? Um, I just had a lot of emotions. I couldn't really concentrate on much um, <laughs> outside of Karu, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, we are on 113, right? Uh, um, yeah, 113. Yep. Yeah. Um, I have a quote from Sanji. I only fight for the ladies. <laughs> uh, okay. That's historically inaccurate, but whatever you yeah. say sanji um, i was gonna say i feel like he's fought for luvi on multiple occasions here yeah, already. or just in general like but whatever um wait hang on here now i'm starting to think about it and i don't know that that's true i don't know we'll have to re-examine <laughs> i've got a lot of karu notes right in a row and it's like a roller coaster um karu saves vivi from mr two karu can run up a cliff karu got shot this hurts another duck attacks mr two Captain Karu <laughs> just right in a row was like oh my god what's gonna happen and so like he looks pretty bad at this point mm-hmm. um not dead but I don't know I just feel like he deserves an award he deserves a medal something he's like the hero here I know that Vivi's being set up to be the hero but like where would she be without, without him Karu. you yeah. know uh Nami totally got on my nerves so much during this because Zoro's carrying this fight that they're getting ready to have. And she's like yelling at Zoro, like, do something. This is why we keep you around. It's the only thing you can do well, right? Like, fuck you, Nami. Like, what are you doing? You know? Um, Good question. Miss Merry Christmas, her mole mole devil fruit i think is what it's called is very yep. interesting um i wrote mr four's balls explode <laughs> it, it took me a really long time to figure out what was going on because there for a while he was just swinging at nothing um oh yeah we get this really quick explanation of the um, objects and i love that usopp Usopp had the same reaction that I would have had to this explanation. He says, you're just making this all up, you mole woman. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I like their back and forth. It cracked me up because they're both very annoying characters. Um, let's see. The sledgehammer thing, I was like, yes. he's. This is the most useful I've seen him since his rubber band of doom. And he even says that. He's like playing whack-a-mole, literally with this hammer and you can hear him like whack whack rubber band of doom whack whack (laughs) and then of course we find out it was fake because of course it was because of course (laughs) Usopp is the worst um but he would be totally dead if Chopper was not there like Chopper is like Zorro he's carrying this whole fight um and a question that I did have about the mole mole fruit or not just the fruit, but like her, her fight moves or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mole, mole, banana. What? I I Why? don't know. Like, I think that that's a penis reference, but I'm not for sure. Did, why? What? Because based on Usopp's reaction, she was obviously going for his genitalia. Oh, doesn't she hit him 
she tries to and he dodges it he but says then, something like you shouldn't hit a guy there or something yes. like that oh and, okay that's so stupid i hate it <laughs> i hate it <laughs> moles don't eat bananas or maybe they do i don't know but no i don't like it uh, that's all. okay <laughs> uh, amanda what do you think of episode 113 yeah, those, uh, I didn't, like I said, that fight went on for such a long time. I was like, I, I don't, I don't know what's going on here. These it's people not the fight weird. I wanted to see that much of. Yeah, you know? like, I was all confused about the dog and the baseballs, and I'm like, why does he have a bat? I don't know why that's his thing, but sure, I guess yeah. that's where we're going with this, so that's what's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, Yeah, like, I mean, Karu was mostly the focus of this one, and then I think it was it might have happened a couple different times, but it was like extra sad because he would like get knocked down and then he would, you know, start to get flashbacks of like like little Vivi and then their time together down. when he was oh. <laughs> like so little like, when they were both like small. Yes. And then like, you know, all the times of their like friendship and then the straw hats too made it into his memories. And then he would just like rah, do his little quack and then like fucking gunning up a cliff or whatever but i was like oh no he's not gonna make it and then the i was glad at least that the other ducks came and got him and like stretchered him away but i don't know i was like fucking chopper needs to be here now Uh, yeah i know (sighs) okay so on episode 114 the onslaught continues when usab all of a sudden disappears from the battlefield out of nowhere, Usopp appears with a five-ton hammer and knocks Mr. Four out of the ball game with one swing. After stretching that joke out a little bit, Lasso the gun dog shoots the hammer and reveals that it's just two frying pans with paper wrapped around them to make it look like a hammer. The two Brokeworks agents come at them even more aggressively after the joke pulled by Usopp is revealed. Chopper gets tired of it and finally whips out his scope. Chopper makes Lasso sneeze and points him into the hole dug by Miss Merry Christmas and fills the caverns with baseball bombs. While Usopp is running away, Miss Merry Christmas reveals that Luffy was killed by Crocodile not long ago. So, I fucking love the five-ton hammer so much. <laughs> <laughs> that joke is so funny to me and I, it's just so stupid and I'm like it's so fitting for Usopp at the same time but like, I want to know why Mr. Four was just chilling there if he just like got I mean not that getting hit by a frying pan wouldn't hurt some but I mean I, I was like why is why is he just knocked out like this so easy he's dumb, <laughs> he's really dumb. He, he thought it was gonna hurt he more than it actually it like hurt real... Yeah, he's like, oh, guess I'm dead. Yeah, guess I'm dead. Paper with five tons wrap, or like written on the outside of it. Boom, hammer. <laughs> um, and then like when Usopp was playing whack-a-mole, like Whitney had mentioned, and you just get the random sneaky little rubber band to <laughs> Yeah, it was so great. <laughs> it was just like. It was as funny as the first time he did that back on on Arlong Park. Um, And amidst all of this, Usopp continues to throw out so much bullshit 
as he's talking to uh Miss Merry Christmas and Chopper is absolutely eating it up. And that's I think that's the part that is frustrating me even more about Usopp's lies as of lately because in it let's let's put it this way Chopper is not old enough to understand that Usopp is lying. Like you know he's still essentially a a five-year-old you know i mean sure it's in dear years but he's <laughs> he's still young <laughs> um well and so, this crew has had a lot of adventures before he got there so like mm-hmm. he doesn't know yeah he hasn't really done this i just i want him to figure it out because i cannot stand his sweet little brain believing everything Usopp says he doesn't deserve that yeah it's yeah agreed um and I feel like with when Chopper is like facing off with Mr. Four and he pulls out his uh his scope which I love because that means shit's about to get real um I, I love when Chopper whips out the scope and but that's when Usopp essentially gets his ass whooped by Miss Merry Christmas and it shows so much growth for for Chopper to me already by the fact that he's ignoring Usopp's situation and focused on attending or like ending the danger first before checking on Usopp and his wounds and like as a doctor that must be insanely hard to not tend to a patient especially when the patient is one of your one of your closest friends and he's right there but him understanding that that if he's stopping to take breaks and check on Usopp every 30 seconds he's not going to be able to 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 eliminate the threat so they can get out of here like it's it's already showing how much teamwork Chopper is starting or how Chopper is learning that he's going to have to participate with the team and, and how a team should work. It's not necessarily about one individual if it's not a complete life-threatening situation, um, which I guess, you know, that's kind of debatable on whether it was, but still, it, if Chopper slacks off at all or doesn't stay focused on Mr. Four, it can end his life too. And that couldn't, mess or that could end Usopp even faster so I really like that growth from from Chopper there to just focus on Mr. Four and kind of try to let Usopp handle his own shit for now um Amanda what do you think of episode 114 um yeah I'm glad that Chopper started to kind of realize that he had to take the reins here and kind of mm-hmm. uh lead the fight to make sure that they actually wrapped it up which they still didn't do in this episode <laughs> yeah um but i mean he started to pull out more of his tricks and stuff so that was good um yeah that that was mostly it um i thought it was smart another... to sh- go ahead we did get another like bit of vivi kind of mm-hmm. making her way to um chaka i think is who she's gonna talk to yeah but she she said this before like multiple times and she says it again where she's like i'm gonna do this no matter what and i'm like okay then do it you keep saying that like (laughs) move it along girl hurry up (laughs) (laughs) 
it's fine. She's gonna get there eventually. She, she'll get there eventually. You know, we're just <laughs> we're not gonna worry about that right now. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I didn't. I was just gonna kind of add on what you're saying real quick. I didn't mm-hmm. like Chopper shooting the bombs and like the holes and everything. Like it was smart yes. to think, okay, all of these things are connected. So no matter where they go, they can't hide from this shit. Yeah, he's really intelligent. Because I mean, uh, he is as as much as the like. I didn't super love this whole sequence of fighting and stuff you do see um in this last arc i think how much he thinks about things and how like kind of crafty he is on on the fly when they're in dangerous situations mm-hmm. and we really need that yeah, yeah. <laughs> we need some more of that yeah we need and we need some intelligence for sure yeah <laughs> you know, like i mean because that's essentially what this latter part of the that's a huge point of this latter part of the alabaster arc is um you know chopper trying to fit in with the rest of the crew mm-hmm. you know um so it, and, it, and this fight here is not only showing what he well i mean like he's already proven what he can do as a doctor but even more so here what he can bring to the table at, as a fighter too because we know that's going to have to happen in the future as well mm-hmm um Whitney what about you what what do you think of this episode I already said all mine because I forgot to separate 113 and 114 (laughs) I just like said it all when I was talking about 113 so my bad no big um but yeah it was mostly about Usopp and her fighting and Usopp's giant hammer one thing yeah one thing that I did say that I forgot to say earlier Mm-hmm. Um, I like Usopp's plan to have Miss Merry Christmas run into a wall underground mm-hmm. because that was it was a good really plan. like like Tremors the movie if you've mm-hmm. seen it. Um, I feel like that's how they defeat one of them in one of the movies. I can't remember they have it run into like concrete or something underground. Um, so I thought that was a pretty good idea. That's like his one good idea he's had in 114 episodes. So. <laughs> And it's yeah, and it failed. Probably, and it didn't work. She went right <laughs> that wall. And then she's like, okay, you want me to go through a wall? We'll go through some walls. And then she just starts running him through walls, um, <laughs> about to kill him. So yeah. The the one thing that I thought was interesting towards the end was that they they think Luffy's dead. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so that's gonna be interesting to see how he comes back and when he comes back. He's gotta mm-hmm. come back before the very end fight, I'm hoping. Because again, Miss All Sunday is the only one that knows he's not dead. Right. <laughs> right. Um. Yeah, that's something I just thought about as well. Because yeah, even Cro- I mean, they they got that information that he's dead from Crocodile. So yeah, Miss All Sunday is the only one that knows that Luffy's not dead. Yeah. Okay, on to one fifteenth. Uh, learning about Luffy's death, Usopp goes into denial. When the two Baroque Works agents start making fun of Luffy, it sends Usopp into a rage. Miss Merry Christmas grabs Usopp's feet from under, uh, from underground and drags him towards Mr. Four. Mr. Four swings and metaphorically takes Usopp's head off. When Usopp gets back up, Miss Merry Christmas decides he wouldn't be able to take another one. As he's barreling toward Mr. Four, he pulls out a smoke bomb so Mr. Four can't see what's coming. He then jumps out of his shoes to get away from Miss Merry Christmas. Chopper comes from behind and rips Miss Merry Christmas out of the ground, so now she is barreling toward Mr. Four. 
and his ball bat. One swing, and Miss Merry Christmas is down for the count. Usopp then pulls out one of his normal-sized hammers and uses a chopper's horns as a slingshot to send it flying. Uh, and takes Mr. Four out as well. Chopper and Usopp are victorious over Mr. Four and Miss Merry Christmas. Back in the city, Mr. Two continues to try to get by Sanji. However, Sanji is proving to be a more difficult foe than he had anticipated. He tries to turn Usopp in, or he tries to turn into Usopp so Sanji, Sanji won't hit him, but Sanji lays him out regardless. <laughs> Sanji gives a great speech about not being fooled uh, by images and facades and how a person is their soul. Then Mr. Tur Mr. Two turns into Nami and notices that face is the one that Sanji can't hit. At the Royal Palace, Vivi tells Chaka to destroy the palace. Doing so will attract the eyes of everyone fighting and give Vivi the opportunity to stop the conflict. So, Whitney, let's go to you first. Um, I thought it was really interesting how Chopper decides to transform into like all of his forms in one kind of like he's got he's on all fours but he's got the giant hands of like the deer man that he turns mm -hmm. into and he's got his antlers um so I, I really like that we're seeing a showcase of what chopper can do and like you said he's very intelligent he plans he's a really good fighter so he's holding his own and i think he's like becoming a really valuable team member um Vivi finally makes it to the city I feel like that took forever um or not the city but like the castle area mm -hmm. um I really liked Mr. Two and Sanji together I thought it was really good matchup but it it makes me aggravated that he won't hit Nami's face he knows it's not Nami like that makes no sense to me whatsoever Sanji cannot be that love stricken by a woman that he's fooled like it just to me that I just, I couldn't do it. I couldn't deal with that. Um, but I did like when Mr. T's trying to make like the funniest face ever when he's talking about, this is the most ridiculous nose and ridiculous mouth. And it looks just like him. Yeah. <laughs> and Sanji's like, that was about 90% your own face. I <laughs> think like, the yeah. only thing he changed was he, I think he put Usopp's nose on there. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know, but it was like, he doesn't look different. Um, but more Vivi and her, like, you know, and I say this not in a condescending way, but like this self-righteous, like, this is what I need to do to take care of my people. And it flashing back to her dad saying, it, it's just a building. It doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. You want to save the people. Don't worry. Because I think somebody says the castle's been there for like 4,000 years. Mm -hmm. And she's like, it doesn't matter. We need to save these people. It does, castles don't matter. Um, so I guess that's what they're going to do. We'll see. Mm -hmm. That's all I have for this one. Okay. Amanda, what about you? Um, yeah, I mean, I'm glad that we got to see more of Chopper, um, kind of utilizing his skills there. And then I thought it was funny when like, once everything was over and then he goes, help, we need a doctor. And Usopp's like, that's you. And he goes, oh, <laughs> <laughs> that was um, so cute. Yeah. And then so Vivi gets to wherever she's headed and then they're like all of the guards who are kind of you know making a line in front of the mm -hmm. palace they just 
they don't know who she is. And I'm like, how many fucking blue, long, ponytailed girls are running around this town that you don't know that's your princess? Shame on you. <laughs> she hasn't been gone that long. <laughs> I don't know. Those guys, they should not I... be the ones that are like right there in front, <laughs> keeping things together. <laughs> I agree. Together. Um, And then on to the Sanji, Mr. Two fight. I was like so hopeful for a second there. Because he gave that really good speech where he was like, you know, looks aren't everything, basically. <laughs> uh-huh. And I was like, wow, oh my god. And then immediately it's back to heart eyes. I'm like, fuck, I knew it. <laughs> I knew it was too good to be true. <laughs> oh, like, you can't. <laughs> the person is their soul. I'm like, wow, that's nice, dude. And then never mind. He does not but, restore faith in men for me at all. I know. It's totally awful, but I did enjoy their fight, so yeah. I'm looking forward to whoever they cast in that role. I've seen a couple of different um, options. Like the Probably the funniest one was like Jim Carrey. That would be... I would enjoy that. That would be interesting for sure. Yeah, and then I, I saw like another couple of different people, like um, the guy who's playing the new Doctor... And he was in the Barbie movie as well. Um, and Ryan then, Gosling? No. Shuti <laughs> Gatwa. Oh. Um, but I'm sure he'll be busy doing other stuff. And then I did see somebody else, but I've never seen him in anything. But he played the MC in Cabaret, like the stage version. And I think that would actually be really good if somebody, whoever plays that role, might be good. Because it's... I haven't seen the movie Cabaret, but it's very different from the stage production of it. Um, and that character is very like big and loud and clowny and kind of like uh, a real drag queen, androgynous kind of thing. Yeah. So like like Eddie Redmayne's played that role before. Um, but I mean, I think just like anybody who's done that seems like be kind of a good fit. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see who they who they. Uh cast for that and since mr two is definitely a very beloved character in the one piece community he's great hmm. interesting um oh God. you know who should be miss merry christmas <gasps> melissa mccarthy melissa mccarthy that would be so fucking funny <laughs> oh my god that would be good so good just like, like her her um is it identity theft? Yeah, I was just yeah. gonna say that. He already kind of looked like her with <laughs> her hair. hair. Did we talk yeah. about this already? I think maybe we, we did. did. No, but we didn't. I don't think so. We uh, maybe you know, did, maybe like did. last. I think maybe we did, but not on the show. Oh, like okay. we talked about it last week, maybe at the end. I oh think I think you're right. I do kind of remember that now. She would be so good in that. Oh my god, she would. She'd be great. <laughs> Manifest it. Yes. Yep, I would love that. She just needs. Yeah, she needs to watch. She needs to watch One Piece so she can get into the aura of Miss Merry Christmas. It's going to be very important. Very important role. She would very, very easily. Ooh, or like very. Olivia Coleman. <laughs> oh, I love her too. I love her too. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of different ways they could go with it. It would be really good though. Um, So I don't know why, but when Miss Merry Christmas just like started abbreviating moron and calling people a ron that was really <laughs> fun like i was i was that was really funny i was really enjoying that and i'm probably gonna start calling people that now 
Ron, Ron, Ron. <laughs> um, you're Ron. <laughs> I like that. Uh, I really thought it was a well thought out plan and like required a lot of chemistry and mental clicking between Usopp and Chopper to execute uh the the way they took out Miss Merry Christmas um the way they did because like you know they didn't have a chance to talk about it at all first like it was just mm-hmm. hey get behind me and that was all of the uh the discussions that they had after that they were just on you know they were just on board with each other they both knew what to do so I thought it was it was good to see them clicking that well um and after Miss Merry Christmas was out, this is what I was kind of talking about at the beginning of the episode. It felt like them taking Mr. Four out felt really easy. Because like Usopp just hit him with like his little five pound hammer and sent him flying and he was done. I was like, yeah, that was that was pretty fucking simple. <laughs> yeah. Um back though. Yeah. Uh <laughs> um Eric, sure, Jan. Sure. <laughs> that's and so that's kind of what I was talking about. It's like that them beating Mr. F- Mr. Four went a little bit too easy and or a little bit went a little bit easier than I would have thought. But at the same time, I was also ready for the fight to be done. So yeah, I'm not necessarily saying that I would want to see a lot more. If they were gonna do more, it'd have to be like an maybe another minute of a plan being executed, but not much. Like I, I couldn't do a whole nother half an episode or episode yeah. of just them fighting Mr. Four. Yeah. I want to see more Zoro fighting. I feel mm-hmm. like it's been mm-hmm. a while. Yeah. And it has been a while since we've, since we've really seen Zoro fight. Yeah. Um, Cause like, when was the last time that we saw him fight? He didn't really he just fight. Did, like, little things against all the animals they've come up against. He hasn't really had a good fight. Yeah. I mean, I think his was it Whiskey Peak? Probably Baroque when he was fighting Baroque Works. Yeah. At, at Whiskey Peak, yeah, because like he didn't really do anything against Mister Three because he got captured um, yeah. at Little Garden, and then and at Drum Island, the he fought the uh, he fought Wapples guys and took their coat, and that was it. Like it was just a quick little thing. Yeah. And that's really it. And yeah, while someone was talking, I started thinking about that with Sanji. So Sanji fought at Arlong Park. You could easily say that was for Nami. Uh, He didn't do shit as far as fighting at Logtown. He didn't do shit at Little Garden. He didn't do shit at Whiskey Peak. At uh, Drum Island. He fought off the rabbits that were trying to kill Luffy and Nami as Luffy was trying to carry her up the mountain. But again, one could say that was for Nami pretty easily. So, I mean, honestly, him saying, I fight for the ladies. Like, Did he fight for Zeph at any point when they were... I don't remember that story entirely because I'm getting it crossed with the live action where Arlong and his crew were there. That's the point where I think you could probably get away from it because that whole fight was just straight for for the Brock. Like Don Creek. Yeah. Like Don Creek Pirates. Yeah. That fight was straight for the Baratier. There was no Anoa ladies involved in that fight. Mm-hmm. So yeah. That, Gross. That, Be better, Sanji. I, yeah, what the hell, man? 
Um, so after two, Mister reveals the uh, the copy copy montage of all the different features on the face. There was this insanely long pause. Huh. I thought my TV there glitched. Was. Yeah, I, know. I, I did like, too. Pausing? Did I sit on the remote? I, I like, love that though. I think that is so funny. Oh, it was so funny to me. I was like, "Is it?" Love it. I was like, "Did it? Is, did I like lose the internet connection? Is my is my yeah, computer yeah. buffering?" I was like, "No, I can tell. This is. It's not. This scene is. <laughs> pause is just there." <laughs> um. So I loved it. I thought that was really funny. Um. And I liked the the whole thing with Vivi kind of following in her father's footsteps as kind of as far as what kind of leader she's going to be. You know, she's obviously been raised by by her father and, and around how he rules the the nation of Alabasta. So you can tell that that is working, you know, that is how she grew up and that's how she thinks because it's how how he thinks it's just worked its way into her and so she just naturally understands that the palace sure it might be standing there for four thousand years and sure it might be a symbol uh of like the nations and stuff like that but it's also just a building it's it's not actually important you know and i understand why some of this you know some of the soldiers and stuff like that aren't quite understanding that that it might be important to them but in the big picture it's not and vivi right now is the one vivi and cobra are the only ones that are fully understanding that it's the people that are the country it's it's not the palace um so i i really liked that uh kind of connection between the two of them there Anything else on these episodes before we moved on? Before we move on to our extra shit? Nope. Okay. No. Any extra quotes that we didn't hit? No. Okay. Pirate <laughs> Pal. So, sticking with our Baroque Works Pal of the week, because we're kind of low on pirates these episodes, I picked our lovely mole lady. It's <laughs> Merry Christmas, and I picked a picture of her with her her beautiful long Cardi long. B nails <laughs> out. I uh, was honestly kind of thinking you were gonna get you were gonna go with the Supersonic Duck Squad. <laughs> well, when we do Heroes of the Week, maybe so. But <laughs> I have something else in mind for our duck friends. Okay. Um, piece of shit. Hmm. I don't know. That's I, kind of a hard one. I thought about it for a little bit. I was like, Mr. Four and Miss Merry Christmas are the easy answers. So I don't necessarily right. want to do them. Right. Mr. Two really, again, it kind of felt like an easy answer. So I started thinking about it. I went with Pell. Because Pell was totally going to leave Luffy's ass there. <laughs> and he didn't really do anything exactly he didn't do anything he was gonna ditch luffy and try to go after miss all sunday again which would have been fucking stupid because she would have just snapped him in half again but yeah. yeah totally would not have helped luffy at all if it was not if it was not for miss all sunday he was what yeah. about what about eyelash, <laughs> <laughs> eyelash. i mean i don't know he helped Zoro get a workout. That fucking pervert crab. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yes, he didn't the help pervert. Him get a of water. I know. No. He, 
useless. <laughs> I'm good with giving it. I'm yeah. I'm good with the pervert crab. <laughs> I don't know. They did. He did get him pretty far. I will yeah. say. <laughs> uh, what about Nami? Yeah, she didn't really fucking do anything. She didn't do jack shit. I mean, that TikTok. I didn't do fucking shit. She she got the pervert crab to go halfway across the river. Oh yeah, she did the dance. Ugh, everybody's a piece of shit. (laughs) Um, what? Who did we say first? Hell, hell, yeah. He didn't do anything good. No, I'm fine. Except for leave the main character behind. Yeah, right. Theoretically. His good okay. actions were last week. Yep. Yep. Cool. Pellet is. And I I know where MVP is going. Yes, and, you do. You and know where I it's have, going. I have no objections at all because okay. I completely fucking agree. Captain Karu. Yep. Karu's <laughs> getting the MVP 100%. Somebody give him like 400 little, little barrel juice boxes. I know. Oh, he needs to have all the fluid that he wants. His favorite. <laughs> um, I did also write down though, Lasso the gun dog, because he's Lasso and he's the gun dog. It's not his fault. I know. Yeah, he's, just um, he's just doing what he's supposed to be doing according to his own weird dog. Yeah. <laughs> weird looking dog with a lot of snot. <laughs> Um, yeah, he shouldn't have gotten killed at the end. Yeah, <laughs> or whatever, blown up, <laughs> knocked out, whatever. I don't know. I don't even know how the hell that happened. Did Mister Four hit him when he was flying? I think that's what happened. I don't remember. I don't remember. Yeah, well, <laughs> I blocked it out. <laughs> Balls flying around. If you know what yeah. I mean. Um, <laughs> I thought Usopp was pretty intelligent in this episode, so I felt like he was worthy of a mention. Like, hey. I hate I did Usopp. Like he jumped out of his shoes. That was kind of funny. Yeah, that whole thing. It was a lot of him. Um, that whole wrap up there was uh, was a lot to Usopp's intelligence. So I definitely hate Usopp, and I am all for giving him the piece of shit almost every week. But I'll also admit, whenever he kind of deserves a nomination for the MVP. So I did want to mention him. Well, this is the first time he's done anything of note at all yeah, in the last in like 15 episodes yeah <laughs> i feel like we've given him the mvps before no nope, he's never gotten he, the mvps oh no nope, well, he can't he has have not... it yet because no, I... captain karu yeah. is my hero i'm okay mm. with that <laughs> like i just want a montage of him in the live action running to i need a hero yes <laughs> <laughs> come on he better be the cutest thing you've ever seen. Oh, if he's wait. not, I'm gonna be so mad. They better not make him ugly. Come on. I feel like we could figure. I feel like we could figure that out. Um, <laughs> and then my last nomination that I have wrote down is Miss All Sunday, because she did save Luffy's ass there, kind of twice, pulling him out of the the quicksand pit and making sure Pell actually took care of him instead of just walking by and fucking ignoring him. So. Yeah, saving the main character, I feel like, is a pretty big deal, especially for someone that's the enemy of the main character. So I felt like that was fair to, to nominate her as well. But Karu gets the MVPs. Yeah, anyway. Karu! Fucking <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, I like Miss All Sunday very much is a candidate for maybe the future if she does what I think she's going to do and turns on Crocodile at the very end. I feel like that very well may deserve 
and MVPs for the long con, you know? Mm -hmm. Of course, that's me thinking all this is happening in my head. So we'll see if that even does. But, you know, maybe we'll see a little montage of all the, you know, clever things she did along the way. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I would like to get like a backstory on her. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Something to keep in mind. Yeah. Um. Tessa okay. Thompson. Huh? <laughs> Tessa Thompson. Tessa Thompson. Right in there one more time. Tessa. <laughs> Manifestation. God, only if she can have a little dagger like she did in Thor: Love and Thunder. And oh my god. <laughs> I'm so mad that wasn't in the movie. I'm mad about it still. <laughs> Is it not? No, it wasn't. Maybe it's just in my brain. It was only in the trailers and stuff. Because then I feel like. Me and Keith talked about it afterwards, and we were like, "How the fuck was that not in the movie?" Okay, so we know that they can fix stuff when they put it on Disney Plus because they fixed what's his face's head, oh. his CGI head. So fix Time it, dolls kid. Add it back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I just thought of like a new. Uh, so, like Whitney's got the pirate pal. I thought of something new for Amanda to do. Mm-hmm. So Amanda can come up with like either a prediction of what's going to happen or oh. something that you want to happen. Ooh. And we will call it Amanda Festation. Oh, <laughs> that's the top <laughs> Fireworks. Nice. That's a good it. one. Mm, I'll have to keep that in mind. <laughs> I love it. If you want to, we could do that. Let me, yeah, for let sure. me know if that you decide on it because that would be fun. Yes. <laughs> yeah, we'll do that. Um. Okay, so next week we've got episodes 116 to 120. Again, I will throw out the reminder now, because I said I would last week. Episode 116 has a new intro. If you watch the intro, you you will get spoiled. (laughs) So if you don't want to get spoiled, skip the intro until after you've watched episode 30, which is the last arc of, or which is the last episode of... 130? Yeah, one thirty. Okay, that's the last episode of the Alabasta arc. So we're getting close to the end. Um, but yeah, just wanted to throw that out there for anyone that does not want spoilers. Wonder why they did that. I don't fucking know. (laughs) (laughs) I don't. (laughs) I don't know who the fuck decides when the intro changes. Um, Maybe they're contracted for a certain number of episodes. Yeah, likely. Maybe so, because like this shit is like when, uh, like a um, these intros. It's like when a new Marvel trailer comes out or Game of Thrones intros and stuff like that. Like people, like tear this stuff apart and break it down to every little image, trying to figure out what's going to happen. And if you think about it, from episode one sixteen to one thirty. That's 14 episodes coming out on a week-by-week basis. That's over three months (laughs) that this intro is out, like, ready to spoil people before. Yeah. That's insane. I know. It's fucking bullshit. (laughs) Weird choices. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know who who came up with that, but they should have been fired. Maybe they were. I don't know. (laughs) Did it out of spite. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) All right. Anything else before we head out of here? No? Okay. Derek's a Ron. 
Ron, Ron, Ron. Ron, Ron, Ron. All right. Well, everyone, you can find the show and support us on both Twitter and Instagram. And also, if you're trying to find a third way to support us, you can find us on TikTok, too. All handles are at GoingMaryPod. And you can also support the show by leaving a five-star rating on your podcast platform of choice. It goes a long way with getting the show out there, and it is really, really appreciated. So I hope you have an amazing week. See ya. Bye. Bye.